This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Tanya Forscheidt, Founding Partner at Information Law Group, a law firm that specializes in privacy, security, technology, and intellectual property issues. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tanya. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Federal regulators recently introduced a proposal to modify the HIPAA privacy, security, and enforcement rules, and you recently posted on your website a detailed analysis of that proposal. The proposal makes it clear that the HIPAA privacy and security rules apply to business associates and their subcontractors that serve health organizations and can access protected health information. So what's the significance of this provision, which was called for under the High Tech Act? In terms of the significance, what HHS is looking to do here, uh, it appears, is to push accountability and responsibility for compliance down the chain um, not just to business associates, which was anticipated under the High Tech Act, as you mentioned. Um, so it's been known since, you know, early last year that business associates would have new compliance obligations, for example, being directly responsible for complying with the HIPAA security rule. However, subcontractors are new and were added by HHS in these proposed rules. It was not expected or anticipated under the High Tech Act, even with those changes. And so, the significance is that HHS seems to be saying no matter where you are in the chain, and it's very common in today's environment for there be, to be contractors and subcontractors and in all kinds of arrangements, outsourcing, you have responsibility even if you're way down the line. Um, and so that, that would be a major change and, and has responsibilities and, and obligations that would attach to subcontractors involving contracts and compliance with the security rule, et cetera. So it's something that organizations need to be looking at very carefully. Please explain how the definition of business associates would be expanded under the proposal. Sure. So there are some changes with respect to the definition of business associate that are proposed. They involve adding certain specific kinds of organizations to make clear that, for example, patient safety organizations e-prescribing gateways, health information organizations are included. In addition, the proposed modifications would include persons that provide data transmission services for a covered entity, data transmission services with respect to protected health information, and we often call it PHI, and that require routine access to that PHI, right? So a company that provides data transmission services would now also be considered a business associate under the new uh, proposed rules. And HHS is careful to say that a, a data transmission organization that does not require access to the PHI on a routine basis would not be a business associate. But that's, you know, a difficult line to draw perhaps as to when you routinely would have or need access to PHI. So one example that HHS gives, just to shed some light on this, they say that entities that manage the exchange of PHI through a network, for example, including patient locator services and performing oversight and governance functions for, say, an electronic health information exchange, HHS is specifically saying that they have more than random access to PHI, these would be considered business associates under the new rules. And so it's not really clear what kind of data transmission organizations would not be within the scope at this point. And that's something where uh, some further clarification would, would be helpful. 
Now that subcontractors must comply with HIPAA, will business associates need to sign agreements with these firms that are similar to the agreements the business associates themselves already have with the healthcare organizations they serve? Yes, indeed, that will need to happen. So the responsibility is on business associates to enter into agreements with subcontractors in the same way that covered entities have an obligation to enter into business associate agreements with with their business associates. So again, just moving down the chain, but it's very clear that the responsibility is on the business associate. It's not on the subcontractor. It's not on the covered entity. The responsibility is on the business associate to establish a BAA or a business associate agreement with its subcontractors. What kinds of changes would covered entities need to make in their business associate agreements as a result of this proposal, and how soon would they have to make those changes? So this is a big issue, obviously, and and one that a lot of organizations are looking at. The contracts will now have to include a number of things, some of which uh, may already be in business associate agreements, and in fact, it's possible some companies, some covered entities may have done this after uh, high tech became law but maybe not. So they include a requirement in the agreement that the business associate comply with the security rule for purposes of what we call EPHI, right, electronic uh, protected health information. Also, the agreement will have to make clear that a business associate must report breaches of unsecured PHI to covered entities. That goes hand-in-hand with uh, regulations that were issued earlier uh, regarding breach notification changes in the breach notification rules and that uh, people are now familiar with under high tech. Um, so the business associate must be required by contract to report those to the covered entity. The contract must specify that the business associate um, should ensure that any subcontractors that create or receive PHI on behalf of the business associate agree to the same restrictions and conditions that apply to the business associate. So what we were just talking about, the business associate in turn has to have its own contracts that restrict those things, and, and that has to be part of the business associate agreement. And to the extent that the business associate is um, going to carry out a covered entity's obligations, the contract has to specify that the business associate will comply with the, the aspects of the privacy rule that apply to the covered entity So, in other words, if a business associate is taking on some of those obligations for the covered entity, then the contract needs to spell that out um, so that it's clear that the business associate is not only liable under the contract, but also uh, for the other requirements of the privacy rule. So, there's a lot of things that may need to go into those agreements. So, the compliance timeframe for most of these rules would be 180 days after the rule goes into effect. And of course, that's after the final rule is promulgated, right? So we get comments on the proposed rule, we get uh, a final rule, and then once the final rule is effective, 180 days for normal compliance. But HHS realizes that it might be difficult to get all of these contracts done within that time. And so there will be a transition period for existing written contracts, and that would allow the covered entities and the business associates to continue to operate under their contracts for up to one year beyond the compliance date. But that, of course, will change if amendments are otherwise made, um, and there's some nuances to that, but it's basically a year beyond the compliance period to get those agreements done. Based on your experience, what steps do most business associates and their subcontractors need to take in the months ahead to make sure they're HIPAA compliant? 
So people should be looking carefully, as they should always, at the security rule, and there's new HHS guidance on uh, compliance with the security rule that came out on July 14th. The privacy rule, understanding the, the new relationships that they may need to take into account, figuring out who the subcontractors are. If you're a company that has historically never been subject to HIPAA, but there's some chance that you do business or you do work for a business associate of a healthcare provider, of a covered entity, then those organizations need to be doing their own due diligence to figure that out because they don't want to be caught in a situation where they, they suddenly are in violation of, say, the security rule for not safeguarding EPHI, and they had no idea they were, you know, under the HIPAA umbrella now. So everybody needs to be looking carefully at their relationships with other companies um, and figuring out whether any of those relationships bring them under HIPAA, and if so, putting appropriate agreements in place. I think that's the most important thing to do. But it's also important to see how the final rules play out, and there may be some changes. So companies may not want to do anything final in terms of agreements until they know uh, how the final uh, rules will will look. That leads us to our final question, which is, do you expect very many uh, changes in the business right. associate provisions in the final version of the proposal, and when do you think the final version will be available? Sure. So it's hard to know. It's very hard to know. We're in the comment period right now. Um, I think you'll see comments from a number of organizations, probably both from the existing healthcare covered entity side and from organizations that never thought they might be covered by HIPAA before and now are finding that they might be. So it's very difficult to predict what the final version will look like. And I think especially when it comes to these subcontractor issues in the business associate scheme of things, probably won't likely see a lot of major changes in areas that were already anticipated or expected under the HITECH Act, right, Um, in terms of certain obligations of business associates that, that were spelled out under the statute. That's set by statute. But there may be changes in areas where HHS has gone a little further, for example, with the subcontractors. So we'll have to wait and see. And in terms of timing, so comments are due around September 10th is about the time that the 60 days ends. And then uh, we'll have to see how long it takes HHS to review and analyze those comments and come out with a final rule. Very hard to predict how long that process could take. And it will be helpful, I think, covered entities and business associates should should review some of those comments to the extent they're relevant to their business and, and find out, you know, what, what that feedback is and, and may very well themselves want to submit comments to have uh, a voice in this. That's what this process is all about. Thanks very much. We've been talking today with Attorney Tanya Forscheidt of the Information Law Group. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.